Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my reveal impressions of the Borderlands 3 PAX East trailer reveal. They showed us a trailer, finally announced the game. We don't have a launch date yet. We're supposed to get more information on April 3rd. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, just click the follow button on my channel. Uh, that way you don't miss these talks. I will be covering this game extensively along with a lot of the other loot-based games that I play. We do talks and Q&A sessions. So I'm going to jump right into the questions because we do have a lot of questions already being submitted and I want to make sure we get through them. Captain Hook, do you think it's a possibility that they will kill Lilith from that scene in the trailer when she's on the ground crawling towards the vault key? I would not be surprised if, you know, uh, Lilith ticket, uh, if her ticket gets punched. I know they like to do that. They may even do that really early on just as a way to really, really create some drama and some frustration. I didn't care when they killed Roland because Roland was my favorite from Borderlands 1 and they ripped every inch of swagger out of him. Uh, He was so cool in Borderlands 1. You know, he's like, it's like Christmas, you know, critical biatch. And then he goes into Borderlands 2 and he's like, Vault Hunter. I didn't care when they killed him. Uh, (laughs) It was more traumatic when they killed Bloodwing. So... I uh, I think they may do that. I think they may punch her ticket really early on because it seems as if that vault key might be one of the initial things that kind of takes place. And then she also doesn't have her siren powers in that clip, it seems. Her tattoos are gone. So maybe they've apparently sucked the power out of her somehow. Um, but I could imagine they would do that. I could also imagine that they would get rid of some of the other vault hunters. I don't know how many, how long they want to keep them around. I actually think Brick and Mordecai look weird in the trailer. They don't look like themselves. They may pass the torch to Tiny Tina because she's in the trailer as well. I don't know how much Tiny Tina they're going to want to put in the movie, uh, in the movie, in the game though, just because uh, if they couldn't get Ashley Birch, you know what I'm saying? Um, So that's, we'll have to just wait and see. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that though. Kahuna, do you think Handsome Jack will be alive in Borderlands 3? Alright, you want to get your digs in now and your shots in now. Randy Pitchford shot down my dream in flames and said that Handsome Jack is dead. They put the Handsome Jack mask in the trailer because he said, he said, quote unquote, we are a-holes. Uh, he didn't say a-holes, he said the full word. Um, he said Handsome Jack is dead. I had a running theory that we killed Timothy Lawrence at the end of Borderlands 2, who is the body double from the pre-sequel. The body double that you kill in Opportunity is not Timothy Lawrence. He's a tr- he's like he's almost got a teleporter, like a transmat effect on him, and after you kill that body double, he looks like one of those Pyro Pete-looking Opportunity guys with like the goggles and the bald head. So when you kill the body double in Opportunity, it's very clear it's not the guy who physically altered himself to look like Handsome Jack. That's Timothy Lawrence from the pre-sequel. I thought maybe he would became crazy and Handsome Jack saw his death in the pre-sequel. Uh, Handsome Jack sees the future in the pre-sequel. And I thought he saw his death and figured out a way to cheat death with his body double. And apparently I was wrong. And Handsome Jack is in fact dead, according to Randy Pitchford. Unless they're just playing some sort of sleight of hand with us and he's somewhere else and comes out in a DLC or something. But sadly, sadly, no more Handsome Jack, who I thought was the absolute uh, best villain. I put him up there with the Joker from Batman, the the video games. I think he's such a great villain in video games. Handsome Jack was phenomenal. Uh, So... Little Light Radio. The bot looks like a thick sweeper bot. Uh, what character do you want to play? I'll tell you what. The, it's always hard for me to pick in games like this. So I'll probably have to let my wife 
pick her character first. And then what I'll end up doing typically is I'll make sure that I I save a character that I think will pair well with what she picks. Because then because we'll have our own playthrough and then I'll have a character I play with on stream. So I honestly don't know. I love the idea of having a beast handler because that was an idea that we came up with a long time ago. So we'll have to kind of see. Because, um, you know, if I, if I decide to go with him... More than likely, my wife will pick the siren. Uh, I, that would just be my guess. Uh, that's what she she was Maya in Borderlands Two. She was Lilith in Borderlands One. So I think she'll pick the siren. Siren can pretty much pair with anybody because they're usually they're usually just pretty strong and good crowd control and stuff like that. So I probably won't really matter who I pick to play with her, but I'll kind of think about that. But the beast handler has my interest. He's big. He's a robot. Summoning beasts, you know, and controlling the animals of Borderlands seems pretty dope. Uh, less excited about the guy who can summon a decoy. They've kind of done that before. They did that with Zero. Handsome Jack's character in the pre-sequel. Um, his body double. So after, after the Beast Handler, the, the soldier chick with the, with the mech, I think she looks ridiculously cool. Um, and also the siren. The siren looks amazing. I may play with the I may play with the siren by myself, so that way I, uh, you know, my wife will obviously play as uh, the siren when we play together. So, I, the, but but the one that has the least of my interest is the guy who can summon the decoy, just because I haven't seen enough yet. Like, what can he do? Um, he's got some type of a blade thing on his hand here. Uh, what was it to see? Let's see what he can do. Because I know when they had like a tech-oriented character, uh, Wilhelm, Wilhelm in the pre-sequel, he had some really fun builds. He was a pretty fun character. So if he's centered around tech, he might be able to do some pretty cool things. Uh, the Big Show. Do you think we'll be going to all different type of vaults and stuff in this video? I think so. Look at those worlds. Uh, I hope there there's plants flying. Well, I don't know if this if the theme of this is going to be chasing vaults. I always thought they would flow right from Borderlands 2 into 3, and it would be, we need to hunt all the vaults. The story that I came up with is that the Atlas Corporation would come out of hiding, and we'd have to basically beat them to the vaults. So you would always be getting to the vaults and then having a big boss fight right before going into the vault, and that would be like your... That would be like your capstone to a chapter. And then that would be a great way for them to add DLCs. You just add vaults that you're trying to race the Atlas Corporation to. And that's how I thought they could bring Handsome Jack back into the story is Handsome Jack would come back around and be like, look, I know you hate me, Cupcake, but you guys need help. And he would have, he would have, you know, kind of the skinny on the Atlas Corporation. I don't think that's what they're doing. But um, that was kind of my story idea for Borderlands 3 was that we would end up working with Handsome Jack, um, kind of, and he would help us stop the Atlas Corporation. We would view them as, as more threatening than, than Handsome Jack. Uh, but it does seem that vaults are a part of it because they, there's a vault key that they're apparently after that we're in possession of. So more than likely, the vaults are going to come into play. I just don't know how. I don't know if they're going to want to do this thing where there's multiple vaults in the main story or if they're going to do one big vault at the end. And then, as I said, you've got, you know, uh, you've got multiple vaults being used as the DLC centerpieces or again, like the rift system in Diablo. We'll just have to wait and see. That's, that's my big question mark is how are they going to extend the game? SOB. As someone who has never played a Borderlands game, which order would you suggest playing them in? I would play Borderlands 1 and then the pre-sequel and then Borderlands 2, okay? 
the pre-sequel is a step up from Borderlands 1. It's like Borderlands 1.5. It's got some dope stuff. It's got low gravity. It's got lasers. It's got freeze ability. It's got freezing as, a, as an element. That's absent from Borderlands 2. But if you play them in the order that they came out, the pre-sequel will probably disappoint you a little bit because you'll have played Borderlands 2, which is the best out of the series. I think if you play the pre-sequel after Borderlands 1, you're going to love it. I think the classes are dope. I think the guns are fun. I think it's actually a pretty good story. You're not going to get any major spoilers. You are going to get information about Handsome Jack and like what happens to him that leads into Borderlands 2, but it's not going to be like a Darth Vader is is Luke Skywalker's father like level of spoiler. Um, so I don't think you're going to get... I don't think you're going to get any spoilers. I would hate to see people completely skip the pre-sequel. I disagree with the people in chat saying to skip the pre-sequel. I think if you play the pre-sequel after Borderlands 1, you'll love it. I think it's fun. I think the laser guns are dope. I think the low grab is cool. I think the boss fights are actually pretty good in that. Except for there was a cut. The deadlift was pretty annoying if you go in a little underleveled. Uh, you go in a little other level. It's, it's kind of annoying. Uh, but the classes are really good. Wilhelm has some really fun builds. Claptrap has some fun builds. There are some really, really fun builds in the pre-sequel. I would hate to see people skip over. There's some great, great experiences to be had there. I wouldn't replay the pre-sequel if I were you. I would do the replays on Borderlands 1, right? We don't know when Borderlands 3 is coming out. I would I would think, since they're doing remasters of all the games next week, they're going to give you some time to experience that. So you've got t- I would think that you've got time. I would speculate that you've got time. So you could do the replays of Borderlands 1. If you don't do the replays, there's still a ton, a ridiculous amount of content in Borderlands 1. Just do one playthrough of the pre-sequel, and then... And then Borderlands 2, you could easily do a couple of playthroughs, play all the DLC, try a couple of the characters. Borderlands 2 is really, really good. Um, it's, it's, it's a solid, solid, uh, really, really solid looter shooter. Borderlands as a series is the reason that you have games like Destiny and The Division. Looter shooters as a genre exist because of Borderlands. Borderlands exists because of Diablo. And... That's that, that's a great reason I think to play uh, play the series. Uh, CP4 Gators. It seems like Gearbox made a lot of efforts to include fans, pay attention to them, expand their brand. What do you think of their efforts? Uh, what can other studios and devs learn? Well, I'll tell you what. I did think it was a very classy thing. Pitchford's Randy Pitchford's like I'm going off script, and he he thanked the people in the audience. He had the uh, he had the cosplayers stand up. He even brought one of them forward because he sent her ex- he sent her stuff early. He sent her concept art of the grown up Tiny Tina, and so she built Tiny Tina's mask. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool! What a great way. Um, to not just do like a hat tip to the community, but to literally thank them and to say, this game exists because of you. Uh, they Before they did their presentation, there was 30 minutes of fan art and cosplay pictures that they showed. It was very, very cool. I found it to be very, very classy. Look, I saw people tweeting that they were irritated and bothered by Pitcher doing a magic act and like bringing the people up on stage. I don't know why, but I liked it. I was like, this is campy, this is totally cheesy, and I love every minute of it because it's so it's it's not this PR fluff, whoop-de-whooped trailers like come watch yay. It's like, no, like you guys are really a part of of 
Borderlands, and I thought that was a classy thing to do. If people didn't like it, I thought it was cool. I, I'll warm up right next to that that cheesy, campy fire and, and get feel-good vibes from it if other people don't want to. I liked it. Um, and I think maybe it's because I just, I have a very, a very strong love for this game. Just what it, what it did to me as a gamer, the experiences I had with both my friends, my wife starting my stream. I absolutely love the world of Borderlands and I'm so glad that, that it's come out. And I am glad that they didn't just say, here's your trailer, get hyped, whoop-de-whoop. It was like, no, we want to thank the fans. We want to include the fans. They wanted to include the devs and the people that came out and they were like, these people have been pouring their heart and soul into this game. Uh... I loved it. I loved it. It did. It just. It didn't smack of that. That big showmanship stuff. It was. It was. It just felt very, you know, very campy. Um. So I liked that. I liked that aspect of it. No release date. They're gonna say more on April third. Um. Now, what can other studios and devs learn? Every game's different. I'm not always gonna look at a game like this and say this is what you can learn. I can genuinely. I think I can look at Borderlands as a franchise and say. If you're going to make a loot pursuit game, you have to understand why Borderlands got so popular. Borderlands was a cult classic. Borderlands 1 like grew as a as a cult classic. It didn't start out as one, and it grew as a cult classic because I think people got into the trenches and really started to see just how addicting the game was. It was really really dope to see like, hey, there's loot all over the ground. And it, there's funny humor in here. It's a really cool and unique style. And then when Borderlands 2 landed, it was very much a, a coming into their own. They really owned their their style and their humor and the writing and the, you know, the, the and just the center focus is the loot. And that's something that I talked about with Division. Okay, Division 2 is very much real samey. You know, like everything kind of feels the same. You're kind of in the. Uh, you know, you're in the, the, the different combat scenarios and they all feel very similar. And I think that the reason people have put up with that in Division 2 and have praised the game so much is because it is rewarding and something about Borderlands just always feels rewarding. You're killing stuff, loot explosions everywhere. And the thing that people don't understand is even if, okay, even if most of what you're getting you end up selling or trashing, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can just keep on enjoying that feeling of you're getting stuff, right? So, uh, next question. Night 50. Do you think the end game is going to be like raids and strikes similar to Destiny? I wish they added a playable characters, uh, all the playable characters together have one massive one going live service. I mean, games have to stay in their lane, I think. I, I, like, I, I think that Borderlands is not a game where there'll be strikes and raids. It's never really been that. Now, they have raid bosses. They do. They have raid bosses. I would anticipate that happening again. I would anticipate their DLCs having raid bosses and lots of loot. But generally, what they do is is you play through the game, you level up, you get loot. If this guy here, that giant flaming acid monkey, if he has a really, really cool gun, you can keep farming that monkey for that gun. There's no way they take farmable bosses out. That was something they did in the pre-sequel and everyone hated it. So typically that's what you would end up doing. 
is as you level up, you find the stuff that you like the most, and then you can go back and farm those enemies on your second or third playthrough and get those pieces of loot at your level, and you're also looking for specific roles. People would, you know, notoriously farm for the Unkept Herald. Uh, that was one that you farmed for that could roll as a double penetrating Unkept Herald, and it was really, really strong. So that would more than likely be how this game ends up again, just because I can't see them departing too significantly from that. FWC Guardian. Do you think Borderlands 3 will evolve the franchise enough to compete with the modern looter shooters? I think Borderlands 3 looks like a game stuck in the past. I could be wrong. I don't think people really understand how poorly like how poorly executed a lot of the looter shooters have been. So I don't necessarily know who you think they're competing with. Destiny has been fraught with disappointment and a thin vacant feeling for Four years now there's shining moments in destiny's history taken king forsaken these are shining moments because they sort of pull the game out of blandness or boringness uh borderlands 2 still to date uh still to date borderlands 2 is a better looter shooter than than destiny I, I, I mean, as a huge fan of Destiny, if you play Borderlands 2 and all its DLC and multiple playthroughs, it is still a better looter shooter. I, it just is. There's there's way more replay value. There's way more differences in your builds. There's way more guns and loot. It's not even in question. This game, Borderlands has, has I think, has aged uh, very, very well. And I would not, uh, I would not anticipate people sort of saying that you know, oh my gosh, this is this doesn't really stand up to time, these modern looter shooters. I don't know what modern looter shooters you're looking at. Division 1 recovered itself in the late stages of its life, and it's a min-maxing game, and it's a cover-based shooter. Borderlands ain't competing with that. Destiny still hasn't found its footing, so I don't think it's competing with Destiny. Anthem has got a great core game, but there's no endgame. There's, there's, there's very, the, the replay value in the, in the min-maxing grind, even if it was there in Anthem, I don't think Borderlands is competing with Anthem. They're completely different, they're completely different games. Like, they're not even in the same, I wouldn't even say they're in the same universe. They're very, very different approaches. This is probably closer to Diablo than any of the titles you could think of. And I think, as a game that is basically Diablo with guns, I've, I think Borderlands will do just fine. I will. I, I think it'll be... I, I, I do, I mean, I think it'll it'll do just fine. I think it will. T. Michael Jr. As a complete Borderlands version, what game should we play and in what order? I already answered this. What's necessary to learn the background mechanics of the game before starting Borderlands 3? I mean, the only thing you're going to really need to kind of figure out is the fact that, like, there's skill trees, the weapons have different parts, and you kind of have to familiarize yourself with that. It's not complicated. It is not. It's a very accessible looter shooter. Very, very fun to just jump into and play and do the looties and the shooties. Like, I don't... The only thing... Thing I would really encourage you to do I honestly think the characters in the story are really 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 dope so even if you only do one playthrough of all of it I would do it do one playthrough of Borderlands 1 and all the DLC do that with the pre-sequel then do that with Borderlands 2 play it in that order so you're really familiar now if you really really want to dig dive like dig and dive deep into this world then when you're done with all that then go play Tales from the Borderlands the Telltale series because that is dope. That is dope story. That is excellent. And significant things happen in that story as well. Dominator. Do you think we'll see all six sirens? In the teaser, there's a message about that says, Count the Sirens. Okay. 
Cal the Sirens comes on the screen, interestingly enough, when the twins are on the screen. So I do think that is a male siren. I think it's the first male siren. Um, so you have those two. Then you have Lilith. Then you have Maya. Then you have the playable siren. Okay? That's five. So we I don't know if there if anybody saw a sixth. I don't know if there there that's gonna be a I don't know if that's gonna be like a rumor that like maybe there'll be a six as a playable. I'm not actually sure. We'll have to wait and see. But count the sirens, if you include the male, there's five. Now it looks like Lilith loses her powers in the trailer. Sure, her tattoos are gone. I don't know what that means. I don't. Now, maybe we're supposed to count the sirens in the video that in that teaser because there's a lot going on in that teaser. I have I don't know why they're telling us to count the sirens. It seems to indicate to me like they're hinting at the the, the male is a siren and that's like supposed to be like a big like you know thing. It's high noon. What does one billion guns mean? I doubt it's that many. Okay, in past promotional videos for Borderlands, they said things like a gazillion guns. This this exact phrase that they use here at the end is what do they call it? Uh, it says over one billion guns. That seems more specific. Uh, <laughs> that seems more specific. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that is if if that is a specific number. My boss just called you out. Jack's daughter's a siren, and she is dead. I know that Jack's daughter is a siren. If we're supposed to count the sirens, she's not alive anymore. If she dies, that means that leaves room for another siren. That 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 means in the universe, after she dies, there's room for another siren. Why would we count the sirens and include Angel? Angel's dead. Commandant Steel is dead. Like those are sirens that are gone. I don't think dead counts. I'm well aware of the, the who who are sirens because I've had this discussion with people before. There were people that argued with me up and down that Commandant Steel wasn't a siren. I mean, I literally had people argue that with me, um, even though she has identical tattoos and uses siren powers in a cutscene. Uh, and Randy Pitchford himself uh, weighed in on this and said that she's a siren. So, I at this point, I don't. If Maya has a daughter, maybe I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if if again they're saying count the sirens because we're supposed to say, oh, there's one missing. I don't know. To the question about one billion guns, that seems like a specific number. That's not like they're not saying a gazillion. They're, if they were going crazy and being hyperbolic, I figured they would say billions and billions and billions of guns, and we'd be like, oh, that's just that's just Borderlands hyperbole. I think they can say there's one billion guns, and I'll tell you why. They probably include every single possible combination on a given gun. So one particular gun, given all its potential part combinations, one particular gun can probably have, I don't know, 10 or 20 variations. I don't know how many variations you can have on a given gun, given the number of parts. We haven't played the game yet, but that may be where they're getting their one billion number. Uh, are you excited that Ice-T is doing voices in this game? That's awesome. The voice the voice acting is always exciting. Always exciting. It makes the game. Uh, Ashley Birch as Tiny Tina is, is extremely, extremely memorable. Uh, the Assyrian Gamer. Do you think we'll have instanced loot or at least be able to choose which method preferring when playing with randoms? I don't think they're going to get rid of the loot ninja feel and that always bothers me and I'll tell you why. 
I love the idea of booting up a game like this and just suddenly playing with random people and if like you 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 match make into like a mission and then they're with you you just you then you go and you do that quest I think that's cool I don't know if they're gonna put something like that in place but I always avoided multiplayer always and the reason I avoided multiplayer is because I didn't want loot ninjas and people basically fix the problem of loot ninjas by duping and I think that takes a lot of the class of the game away too people end up saying oh I got something cool and instead of fighting over it you dupe it I always have felt that's a that's a downfall to the franchise I think instance loot is better and if you have instance loot then putting really really good protections in to prevent duping is also a really good idea because if you're both farming for a weapon from a boss and you both get versions to drop and you get the good one and they don't get the good one I think it's mega lame to dupe the good version I think that totally robs you of that experience I think there's just something charming about farming together as a team and then you're waiting and waiting and you're jealous and angry because your buddy got a god roll and you didn't Uh, so I don't know how they're going to handle it I've always been kind of bummed that uh, they do loot ninja so you get discouraged from playing with random people and then because of loot ninja loot ninja meaning like you can grab stuff before everybody grabs it um, because of loot ninja when you play with your buddies you just end up duping really good stuff and I just feel like that takes away from the charm of a game that supposedly has you know 1 billion guns Matrix, do you want them to bring back the weapon level system from Borderlands where you got more efficient with the weapon the more you use them? Weapon proficiencies in Borderlands 1, I felt like that was their attempt to interpret like Diablo with guns. I felt like that was their attempt to interpret that. I don't know how valuable it was. Um, because the uh, to me, the unfortunate thing ended up happening in that game is you you get to the place where you get into the end game imagine getting into the end game of some of the Borderlands 2 environments and all of a sudden there's a shotgun that can shoot a sword okay that gun exists in Borderlands 2 <laughs> and you have zero shotgun proficiency because you haven't been using shotguns you played through the entire game multiple times you're completely maxed out you're super high level and you get into Tiny Tina's DLC and there's a shotgun that you want to use and you have no shotgun proficiency what they ended up going with in Borderlands 2 was the badass ranking system the more you played the more that went up the more you could give yourself like global buffs and like global like you know percentages and stuff I that to me is closer to like the paragon system in Diablo which I think is a better system so that if you suddenly get near the end game and you start using different weapons, you're not like, man, my my assault rifle proficiency is max and my shotgun proficiency isn't. It's really low. The you know, so I don't know if they're gonna bring that back. Um, I don't know if that was as much of a problem in Borderlands One, but I could have seen that being a problem in Borderlands Two. And then suddenly you got to go out and basically just cheese it and use shotguns and kill like crap enemies to just you know, boost stuff up, you know, so, and I will be at Guardian Con this year, yes, Fresh Prince, 
Uh, Super J-Man. Who do you think will be the most powerful out of the characters, and who are you going to play first once Borderlands 3 comes out? Again, I already outlined who I'm who I'm kind of being drawn to. Uh, initially, the Beastmaster. Secondarily, the Mech Chick. And then after that, obviously, the Siren. I'm least interested in the guy who can summon a decoy. I want more details on him before I make my mind up completely. As far as who's the most powerful... It really depends on how they build this game because summonable things in Borderlands 2 were very juxtaposed, okay? Gage, Death Trap was unbelievable sometimes and then he was also really bad sometimes, but he was really, he could be really, really strong. But then Axton's turrets were trash in the end game. They would just get destroyed. They didn't have the health. They didn't scale the turret's health properly. So the damage output of most enemies once you got into your extra playthroughs uh, would be really, really, it would be really, really rough. It was, it was very, very challenging, uh, to, it would be very, it was very, very challenging to keep his turrets alive. So summonables can be, you know, can be challenging. Now, I don't know how reliable these are, but these are, these are things. So Amara is a siren. Okay. That's, that's Amara. We, I guess we can include this. Maybe I'll do a different video on the on the Vault Hunters. She has uh, she's a melee focused character with phase lock, ground pound, and self project. So that sounds like that's her three skill trees. Um, that sounds like that's her three skill trees. Is she can ground pound, phase lock, and self project? Okay, Zane. He's the operative. Zane. That's the old man. He is similar to Zero from Borderlands Two. He has a decoy to draw aggro. A wealthy character classy customization so I don't know if that's his three trees the decoy a wealthy character so like does that mean he has luck for loot drops or money and then classy customization is he going to be able to do things to guns I don't know like add augmentations to guns um next up we have the soldier her name's Mose. tech and robot focused class can call in a giant mech a co-op buddy can man the turret, so we were right about that, and a co-op focused skill tree. So Moe's feels like she complements other players really well. I might save her to play with my wife then. That might be really nice to have a co-op focused character for whenever I play with my wife. Beastmaster, so we were right. Beastmaster, Flack is a Beastmaster. Can choose between three different pets. Each pet has their own abilities. This Vault Hunter is a robot. He looks super cool. So we were really 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 close in a lot of our observations that's pretty cool how close we were in our observations uh with stuff that we the stuff that we saw if that stuff is to be uh to be believed so if those pictures are to be to believe they sound like they're pretty they're pretty on the mark uh that's pretty dope so um that's probably going to influence who i choose then i'll probably choose moe's because i know my wife will probably want to play as the siren and then i'll choose moe's to play with her so i'll probably launch into the game headfirst with the beast master um, so Zane again being wealthy and has customization I want to know what that means can he augment his weapons is that what customization means if he's wealthy does he have like luck factor like for crit hits because he's got like the eye thing going on maybe he has like really really big crit uh, you can build into crits with his luck and maybe he has like better drops of money ammo and better loot I don't know I don't know if they want to go that route again they did that with Mordecai in Borderlands 1 uh, with the with the the class modifications, you could get like better loot drops with him, maybe. Uh, Mentat Canis says, "Who are you going to start with? I have always been a siren first, but by the looks of this, it will continue to be that way again." Yeah, I, I just answered that question. What am I going to start with? Uh, Mel Buggin. 
Uh, Mel, sorry, I don't mean to say your full name. Mel, the office is buzzing about Borderlands 3. A lot of people are saying that they needed to show actual gameplay and a date announcement should have happened. Do you think they should trickle these hype bits out or was this the time for it? Well, it seems to me that they're trying they try to get capital out of the audience. They 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 basically promoted the fact that they're getting into publishing now and they've got all these other games and things that are coming. Uh, via their publishing also they had a captive audience to really really point people towards Borderlands 1 and the Handsome Collection which is just another really good way to get capital out of their work they've got the VR edition the VR edition is getting DLC Borderlands 1 is getting a remaster Borderlands the Handsome Collection is getting the UHD packs so that to me is just a really really good way for them to say we've got more than Borderlands 3 on the horizon because as a business whatever you've been spending resources in getting a return on that investment is a really good idea and they're like we're going to have a captive audience all eyes are going to be waiting for Borderlands 3 and that's just I think a really really good lead up to whatever the launch date is so once you get a bunch of people trying out your game testing it out the old ones like oh this is so fun this is a great looter shooter number one I think that's a really good idea right now Anthem and Division and Destiny are becoming household looter shooter names Borderlands can get back on the map as a looter shooter in people's minds and then they're like this is actually really really fun and then Borderlands 3 is almost like a given uh, it's like a, it's like a given purchase. That's what I think their marketing strategy here was, um, and I think that's their marketing strategy because they've been out of the limelight for such a long time. They've waited a really, really long time to push out uh, to push out games. So I think it's actually a pretty smart play. Sloth. Did they say the Handsome Collection 4K update is free April third? I couldn't tell if that was free. Uh, my email my email says. The Ultra HD Texture Pack, this free optional download, increases the visual fidelity of Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, and its DLC on consoles, and provides a visual upgrade for Borderlands 2, the pre-sequel, and all their DLC on PC. So I'm confused by the phrasing there. Players will best appreciate all the added detail at 4K resolution. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but that sounds like the Handsome Collection is getting the treatment on consoles and a visual upgrade for... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it provides a visual upgrade to Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel on DLC. Okay, okay. It's all of it. It's all of the contents getting the visual upgrade. Best experience at the 4K resolution. Uh, this all-new existing product will be able to download on April 3rd, making Borderlands uh, the Borderlands back catalog even more enticing for fans who can't wait to play Borderlands 3. For more details, see the fact sheets below. So yeah, there you go. Free update. Dupless. Uh, and again, that's a free update if you have the game. So they're enticing people to go buy the game, and I think it's on sale right now. So there you go. Dupless, do you think the girl with the mech could be Gage's daughter? Gage is really, really young in Borderlands 2. This girl doesn't look young, like, at all. And Tiny Tina's aged a little bit. So the, the the length of time that Tiny Tina's aged is the length of time between this and Borderlands 2. So I highly doubt Gage suddenly has a full-grown daughter. I, I don't think so. Gage is like a teenager, I think. Um, she's not super old in Borderlands 2. Tiny Tina looks to be, you know, just getting into, like, adulthood, maybe? Like, she looks like a teenager, too. Like, I don't know. It's hard to know. They're cartoons, but... I don't think so. 
she could be related to Gage. They've not really done that before, so I don't think they're going to start now. Like, this guy's related to this guy, this girl's related to this girl. They're usually just, like, random nobodies from the universe, and then they give them backstory. I had all these theories about Zero being tied to the Omega Corporation and the Omega Assassins in Borderlands 1, because he's got the sword and he's got similar armor to the Omega Assassins, but I just don't think they typically try to do stuff like that. They, they pull... They pull people kind of out of nowhere. Uh, first impression, which balls are you going to pick? Uh, Beast Hunter. Uh, it's high noon. Thoughts on them not having BR? Would you care if they added it or not? I was glad that he just squashed that rumor right away. Again, I think the world and art style would be super fun for BR. I just don't know if they're... If they're their engine and their feel, like gun accuracy and stuff, I don't know if that would have worked for BR. Um, it, it just has never been a game built around having insanely precise weapons like there's a lot of there's a lot of looseness uh to the game and if they suddenly made it like this pristine really like the way that it handled it is the unreal engine but you have to understand like even a game on unreal doesn't necessarily feel like a if you play a game like fortnite or you play a game like if they took if they took cone of accuracy off in Fortnite and every gun was a laser, okay? I guess they could make it feel like Fortnite because of the cone of accuracy. Like, the guns in this have, like, I've always felt like the guns in Borderlands have, like, a natural inaccuracy built into them, and I don't know if the BR crowd would have liked that. There were people that really didn't like cone of accuracy in Fortnite, uh, especially now that people are getting accustomed to Apex Legends. Borderlands would have had to have built a BR at the level of pristineness that is Apex Legends. Apex Legends is built by Respawn, and they are phenomenal at building first-person shooters from Titanfall 1 and 2. So, I just don't think Borderlands look and feel... It would have worked from an aesthetic standpoint, because Fortnite and, and Apex look amazing, and then Borderlands could have jumped right in the pool and had their own take on it. But I just think the guns and the feel would have been very, very removed... Uh, removed, it wouldn't, I don't think it would have worked. And I'm glad they just kind of squashed that out of the gate. They're like, no, no BR. So. Enigma with 12 months, Greenwave with 23 months. Guys, thank you for all the subs and stuff today. I haven't been calling them out because we're just trying to kind of fly through the questions. Just by watching the trailer, it looks like the twins look a lot like Jack. Is it possible they are his children? <laughs> okay, interesting theory. I didn't consider this because um... They do have, yeah, they do have a look. They do have a chin, a chinny look, don't they? I never considered that. If you think about what he was doing with Iridium and Powers and his own daughter, he may have discovered ways to create, yeah, he does look a lot like Handsome Jack now that I look at him. I don't know. I I honestly don't know. That would be a very, very interesting turn of events to have him still around. And it might... Uh, it might it might set the story up like if he was experimenting on them in the background and they were his kids um, and they were able to have iridium powers injected into them maybe that was the point right maybe the point of using angel was to get into the vault and then once she was dead it opened up room for another siren or something I don't know we'll see uh, we'll see because I mean we'll, we'll have to figure out what her backstory is too like how do sirens come into being? Does, do they suddenly have their powers? Like, I wonder what kind of lore they're going to put there. Uh, you know, there there could be a lot of... Uh, 
yeah there could be a lot there with them or they could just be interested they you know they could be interested in vault powers and and, and vault weapons because they're sirens i don't know sirens interact with vault keys we know that from commandant steel we know that from lilith uh handsome jack needed lilith and he needed angel to power the vault key so sirens i think are naturally maybe drawn to vault keys and once all those vaults became seen at the end of borderlands 2 that might have brought these people out of hiding i don't know the Kraz. Could each hunter have their own unique vehicle? They keep showing vehicles jumping across the bridge. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, the the catcher rides are there. We saw the tire. Um, that might have been the tire from Ellie, though. I think the big tire symbol is from Ellie. So maybe Ellie's going to be our new like catcher ride station, and that might be why they're really big. She seemed to be more prone to like wanting to experiment and make bigger vehicles. Um, kind of in the in the. Uh, I think that's supposed to be a Jurassic Park meme right there. If you watch the if you you watch the the truck that goes by it has a jurassic park paint job on it <laughs> looks just like jurassic park uh the trucks um it's like the green and the yellow so she could be i think ellie's probably going to become our vehicle handler and then that maybe is why there's so many different vehicles so we'll have to just kind of wait and see how, how they play that out i don't know if we're going to have our each own individual vehicles that'd be kind of cool if they did that though Zay Walker. Sadly, I've never played a Borderlands game. I feel a bit lost and overwhelmed. Would you suggest maybe a playthrough of the series? Just wait. I, I'm telling you, I would play through. If you like looter shooters, I, I think there's tons of great content to be enjoyed. Uh, did you get any sense of any uh, of an always online drop-in gameplay a la Destiny? Online fire teams seem to be the direction loot games are going. Uh, but where's not making your own vault hunter? I wonder if the story-driven like Borderlands series are more open. I'm telling you, I think they're just gonna stay in their lane. It's gonna be bo- it's gonna be Diablo with guns. It's gonna be a linear story that can be replayed. Uh, so, Randy Pitcher tweeted something about it having offline. So yeah, because you could you could always play Borderland the original Borderlands games offline. So. Um, that would be very interesting for them to like force online. I don't. I don't think they would. Uh, I don't think they would do that. That'd be. I don't know. That'd be very, very strange. Um, they're doing a full court press. I mean, my entire Twitter feed is people talking about Borderlands free updates for a Handsome Collection, Borderlands One. Um, they're doing a very, very good job. I think of. Uh, of making sure that they they just stay on top of everybody uh on everybody's like top of mind marketing from the tabletop game that you know the to the the remasters um they're they're doing a really good job here silent services is borderlands development different than destiny in the fact that they don't start developing until after their previous game uh is done destiny tries to maintain a game while developing another well that's what a live service game does though right so a lot of people may not know the history here Borderlands 2 had all of its almost I think almost all of its DLC built by other companies. It was outsourced. And that enabled them to work on other things, maybe work on other DLCs, maybe start working on Battleborn, you know, they did you know different projects and stuff like that. It's it wasn't a game as service though. So you didn't have to like maintain servers they weren't doing live updates and they weren't doing annual passes that had to be maintained there's no pvp right so you deliver the game and people can play it and then you add on to the game episodically and people can play that and that's it i mean that's borderlands it was main game four dlcs to follow 
Uh, two of those DLCs had new characters, and that's it. And then they did the small headhunter packs, and because ev- see, everything's like a like a like an like almost like an episode that can be replayed. Destiny's just very different. Destiny's game is service, so they're trying to keep you playing. They're keeping things going. They have to keep things up to date. You know, there's the PvP. There's your matchmaking with people in strikes. All this stuff. Borderlands isn't like that. So Destiny tries to maintain their game, but they also they do need to build their second game. Like imagine Destiny delivering what they delivered with Destiny One, and then they don't do anything with Destiny for like four years or five years or however many years it's been between the Borderlands titles. That's just the difference between these games. Now, they did updates to Borderlands, but it just isn't the same. The patches and the tweaks and stuff, they're they're normally not to the degree and to the scope that that, that Destiny has to be maintained. Uh, Darth says, thoughts on how the reveal went overall? Time spent explaining card games, technical issues, magic tricks. Like I said, I thought it was cheesy and I loved it. I loved it. It was clear that he was excited and giddy and he wanted the fans to be included and unfortunately they were having technical difficulties I don't think he meant to take a strong dig at the PAX team but like I think people needed to know this is not our fault this is not our gear we're working on their gear and I think that's okay to let people know that I think PAX should have been in, they should be embarrassed on how it was handled you should never have anybody doing their world premiere of their game that people have been waiting over half of a decade for and to have it go that poorly that should never happen ever and I know technical difficulties cannot be foreseen but you should have backups you should have had a I mean I'm sure they had a dress rehearsal that's that that just shouldn't have happened I mean that and it should be known that like this isn't our fault like we're working on their hardware you know what went wrong at PAX both of their big reveal videos played terribly the first time through because they were having technical difficulties like it was really really annoying like I was I was annoyed I was highly annoyed for them oh let's put this on 4k for the loop um I should I didn't realize I didn't have that on 4k uh for the for the loop in the corner it does look quite a bit better at 4k doesn't it uh Lima Leko says, uh, Lacio says, I've never played this before. This is a good game. Uh, would I feel bad because I've never played the others? I think you're going to have time to play the others, so I would. I don't think they're very expensive. I think they're a massive amount of content. Lunchbox Larry, because they're saying with the overall graphics theme and style, do you think the graphics card requirement will be lower compared to modern games? It's the Unreal Engine. Unreal Engine scales really, really well for older tech, so probably, yeah. Not just because of the cell shading, but the Unreal Engine's very agile, so you can run Fortnite on super low settings, and it works just fine. The cell shading's not really the issue. It's the engine. Uh, the engine, I think, can get a lot of, it can really be, uh, can get a lot of optimization out of old tech. Uh, J2J squared. What do I need to purchase if I want the full Borderlands experience? Do I need to wait until next week, play on PC? Well, you could get everything now and get ready to rock and roll, and then the updates and the UHD and all that's free. So I would just get in uh, now is what I would do. I would get in while the getting's good and uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the free updates next week. Uh, where's Creek? No idea. Axon's not in the trailer either. Neither is Salvador. If they're in there, I didn't see them. 
uh, baby kangaroo I haven't played any of the Borderlands games have you ever had the experience where you perhaps didn't like the way one of the Vault Hunters plays and felt the need to restart oh yes 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 if you dig down amply into a skill tree you know you get into the teens on your level and you've unlocked you know half of a skill tree or so and you're like I ain't feeling this guy respec try again you could respec a few times they let you respec it's, it, I think it costs some money if you're not digging it, try another one. Definitely, definitely. Uh, it, I can give you advice. I, if you're if you love melee characters, then by all means play Zero and play Krieg. If you're a little gun shy of melee characters, do not play Zero or Krieg because they're difficult to learn with respect to rhythm and how they play. They're gods. They're very strong, but you have to play them in a particular way, and you have to, I think, have an affinity for melee characters. If you don't like melee characters, just I wouldn't even bother. If you just want to kind of get in and get your feet wet in Borderlands 2, go with the Gunzerker or the Siren. Go with Maya or Salvador. I think they're great. In Borderlands 1... I think that Roland is really good, and I think after that, I don't think you could really pick wrong in Borderlands 1. Brick is a little interesting, because he's melee and rockets and stuff. Um, Borderlands 1, I feel like Lilith and Roland are good choices, so I think that would put you in a pretty good lane of character choice. I can't give you advice on Borderlands the pre-sequel. I don't really remember, but I know that Wilhelm was really fun, and Claptrap was really fun. So, uh, Wastavi, wasn't it, uh, wasn't it said that there can be only four sirens in existence at one time? Well, no, it's six, six total. So there's six total sirens. We have Lilith, Maya, new siren, and a bad guy or a girl, maybe. Do you think one of them is a siren or we will see crazy reveal for the fourth? Well, we counted them up and we're, we seem, we might be missing, uh, one. So there's the new playable siren, there's Maya, there's Lilith, and then there's potentially. The, it seems like the twins are both sirens, so that's five. So we we have one, uh, we have one missing. We have a sixth that is potentially somewhere, uh, either in the story being used somewhere, uh, new you know uh, new character at, at another time. I don't know. The Deadpaw. Co Carnage, another streamer, was disappointed by the reveal. Feels like Borderlands Three will come out and be really samey. Is he reasonable in this assumption or not? I think his assumption's fine, and it's not a criticism. It's not a criticism. I think that games should stay in their lane, and I think when games try to leave their lane, it's it's damaging. It's it can be very very damaging. the The Borderlands community has proven with the mods and the randomization and all the stuff they did with uh, Borderlands uh, Two. I think it's clear that the community will I think the community will love Borderlands 3 now if you're like but what about capturing a new audience okay here's the thing if you didn't really like Borderlands 1 or 2 they're not going to be able to enough they're not going to be able to do enough to capture you they're just not so departing from their their lane in the hopes to capture people that didn't like Borderlands 1 and 2 that's wasted effort okay you're going after your, the audience that loved your game okay now what about all the people that have never really played a Borderlands game before I would stick to the basics I would stick to what worked so well in the past titles I don't really know where Co's coming from on this we haven't had a new Borderlands game in forever so if, if you're a fan of looter shooters like Destiny got you kind of hooked Anthem kind of got you hooked and Division kind of got you hooked and you're looking for another one 
I I think that this this works. I think it works. I think the fans of it will love it. I think they'll absolutely love it because they're fans of Borderlands. People that didn't like the original Borderlands titles and really want tons of innovation, I got bad news for you. You're not the target audience, and I'm glad you're not. I don't want them to change the whole game at the the hope of capturing people who didn't like the original titles. So outside of that, right, people that like the original titles are going to like this. People that didn't aren't really the target audience. And people beyond people beyond the Borderlands franchise that have never really touched it if you stick to what works so well in 1 and 2 and captured an audience likely you're going to capture new fans of the franchise as well, don't you see? That's just how it works Division 2 is doing that right now, it's doing that right now so I think I, I think citing things being samey is, I think it's an empty criticism, I don't think there's, it has any legs I think that's exactly what sequels are supposed to do all you want it to do is to be bigger and better and cooler. It doesn't need to be a thousand years different. We're looking at a game with four new Vault Hunters, tons of weapon types I've never seen before, tons of areas that I've never seen before, and as I said in my first impressions video, it's Borderlands. I'm so glad that it looks and feels like Borderlands. If you don't like it, I guess don't play it. <laughs> so hypnotic do you believe borderlands will be the best-selling game ever i have a feeling we are going to see records get broken i don't think it's going to be the best-selling game ever uh i don't know how you even would measure that i also don't think it'll ever it'll ever compete with the likes of some of the record-breaking years of like games like call of duty uh and others Uh, we're also in a game market where you know free to play player engagement is insane with the concurrent viewer growth i'm sorry concurrent player growth of games like apex legends and fortnite i don't even know how you determine uh the biggest game ever uh or you know biggest sold game ever so i it's gonna i think it's gonna be a banger i think it's gonna be a banger it's gonna be super popular i think people have been waiting for this for a very long time borderlands has got its own style its own way of doing things and people have been looking for a good looter shooter for a while and uh, we haven't gotten one like this i mean we got division but this is its own this is its own this is its own thing Leanner, Leanner. I'm not ever sure how to say your name. Uh, best-selling game ever is Tetris, 170 million. Borderlands ain't touching that, right? Like that's what I mean. Like what? What's the record that you're thinking about breaking? Is it the day one? Is it week one? You know. You know. Is it overall? Do you think uh, this needs to be an ammo light? an MMO light for it to feel modern and evolved and relevant in today's gaming world? No, absolutely not. No. The idea that people don't want single-player games and then single-player games break records and get tons of awards. Like, people that say that, oh, nobody wants single-player games anymore. I mean, they have to shut the frick up because that's not true. It's it's easily seen to not be true. People that are going to act like it needs to be MMO light. It needs to be game of service. No, it doesn't. It doesn't need to do that. I, I think there's plenty of room for games like this to come into the market, own their identity. Again, my the question mark for me is always... How are you extending the experience? I said that about Division 2 this morning. Division 2's core gameplay and rewarding sensation is excellent. The vertical the vertical upward mobility sense is amazing. But once you get your build all the way maxed out, how are they extending the gameplay? That's the big question mark for Division 2. Will their content, will their raids, will their will their annual like annual delivery of content is it going to be good? We don't know yet. We're going to have to wait. Right? With Borderlands, 
Will it be satisfying enough, good enough, diverse enough for you to want to replay it on multiple characters? Try different builds. That's where a lot of the value in these games come from. You get your second and third playthrough on your main character, and then you boot up another one, and you do it all over again. Um, And then, beyond that, once you're all the way maxed out, that's when they start coming out with new content, new characters, etc. That's the big question mark. How are they going to extend this game beyond that first month or two? We'll have to wait and see. I don't think you need to be MMO light or a game as as service, you know, an always online game. I don't think you need to do that to survive in this gaming world. I think so many games have proven that that's not necessary. Uh, DJ says, not that important of a question who you play off the bat. I already said the Beastmaster. Um, is the end game content in Borderlands game strictly limited to replays on harder difficulty? It's pretty much that and then DLCs. The DLCs typically take you to a new destination with new loot, new enemies, and a new boss. That's typically how they've done it. What motivates you to think the villains... Uh, what, what motives do you think the villains have in Borderlands 3? It seems they're interested in the, the, the vault key. The vault key they're messing with, Tannis is in that scene. So Tannis is apparently helping them interact with the vault key. Uh, and then these guys are being worshipped, okay? The reason I think they're being worshipped, if you see in the in the, in the one teaser trailer, they're being worshipped, I think they're sirens. And I think sirens have a connection to vaults in a special way, and they're probably hunting for power. It could be vengeance. People have pointed out that the male kind of looks like Handsome Jack. I don't know if they have ties to Handsome Jack or not. Handsome Jack seemed to understand how to interface... Iridium with sirens, so maybe he figured out how to give people powers because he was experimenting in the uh, in the wildlife preserve. He's experimenting with using Iridium to give power to people to to well, to, an- to 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 animals first. Who knows what kind of backwards experiments he was doing off the books? Maybe that nobody even knows about yet, and that we find out maybe it's these two people that are sirens. Again, maybe they have the ability to channel siren powers or steal siren powers. I don't know. All we know is that that was something that Handsome Jack got very, very focused on. Using the eye of the destroyer, you know, figuring out ways to channel and give and, and, and use iridium, you know, all kind of different experimentations like that. Ash and Annihilator. So it looks like my thoughts were wrong on it looking like a shared world loot, looter shooter. On the other hand, how do you think this game will fare in the overall market? We're getting a lot of these questions. I've already kind of answered this one, how it's going to fare. I think it'll do just fine. Again, we'll just see how they decide to expand it with DLC. Sasquatch, what changes would you like to see in Borderlands 3 player progression? Is it traditional system, MMO elements, min-max? I always thought it was great. I thought they did a great job. You have multiple skill trees. The skill trees have a theme. The skill trees have a capstone. Um... The stronger you get, the cooler stuff you get to use. I think it's fine. Hypnotic, thank you for five months. Uh, is it good to guess that Borderlands 3 will release this fall? I pe- People are guessing soon. I don't know what that means. Pitchford was quoted at saying, we don't want to announce anything until the game is close to being ready. So given that reality, I, I don't think we're going to have to wait a very long time. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. We'll have to just wait and see. I'm sure we'll have more information very 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 soon about that um so I'm going to continue through these questions here my wife is acting if I'm going to be late whispering is so laggy in the twitch 
browser. Next question. Pockets. Don't know if this was asked or mentioned in the video, but do you think there will be a social hub? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't know if they're going to suddenly do a big, huge departure. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do a big, huge depart- departure. Oh yeah, he did the Iridium experiments on Tina's parents. That's right. We had the we have the recordings of that. So he didn't just experiment on on the animals. He experimented on people, and that could be where these sirens have come from. HTTK. Since the release is all assumption right now, what are your thoughts on a possible release date at E3 uh, for around September October? I don't know if they're going to wait till E3 to tell us the launch date. I think that's going to. I think they're going to tell us the launch date next week, probably. They're not going to be like, we're going to have more information for you next week, and then what's that going to be? Like, information on the classes and stuff? I I think we're going to have a launch date sooner than E3. Uh, DJ, why does Borderlands 3 have uh, have to compete? Why can't it just be a dope game? I just think people think in that realm. They think that, and to a certain extent, they're right. Gamers' expectations are raised and go through uh, metamorphosis and that that can make them reject games out of hand that don't have the things they want you know that just happens they're like this game doesn't have what i want i expect to have x y and z now and i think that's a fair that's fair to be like games are going to be like that you know gamers are going to think that way i think that's fair but i don't think this game's in any danger with respect to that uh sorry if you answer this i've never played borderlands game ever what would you do if you were in my shoes to get ready for borderlands 3 i'd play through the originals one then the pre-sequel then borderlands 2 people that tell you to skip the pre-sequel ignore those people ignore them the pre-sequel is a good game I'm an enormous Borderlands fan, and I do think the pre-sequel has shortcomings, but people over they people really overemphasize those those shortcomings. They exaggerate them. If you play the pre-sequel after Borderlands 2, you will notice those shortcomings. You will love the game, I think, if you play it after Borderlands 1. Just play through them all. Blue Snake Jake. What do you think about all the characters from the, all the past Borderlands coming full circle into one big game? Handsome Collection is 93% off uh, for $963. Oh, all of them coming in to play? I think it's cool. I think it's a really, really cool culmination here. I don't know if this is because they this is their their swan song for Borderlands. Um, I don't know if you, they'd want to do that. I mean, it's Borderlands. It, it's 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 great, great title. Uh, so I, it is cool though to see like everybody's in this trailer. Not everybody, but uh, pretty much everybody's in this trailer. Uh, if I've never played Borderlands games, what do I need to know to play Borderlands Three? You don't need to know anything. You don't have to play the originals, but I think you should because I think they're great looter shooter games. If this trailer gets you excited, then I don't know why you'd skip out on the on the first three titles. You've got I'm pretty sure you got some time. <laughs> you know? They're not gonna they're not gonna drop the game in two weeks. I don't think they're gonna do that. Uh, it's Cooper. What do you think about the twins seemingly having removed Lilith's tattoos in the trailer? 117 mark. Right. Lilith losing her losing her tattoos next to a vault symbol. I don't know. I mean, Angel Angel dies because of the like they, they they she suddenly doesn't get supplied with the iridium and she dies like it kills her and her tattoos fade. Lilith could have gotten burned out. The the vault key could have done something to her. They could have done something to her. Maybe when they were around. Maybe that's what that guy. That guy has those red crystals on his neck. Maybe he has the he has the ability to suppress siren powers. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Oreo Wizard. Never played Borderlands in my life. Am I going to be bamboozled if I try to jump in with one or should I play the others to know what's going on? Again, I don't know why you wouldn't play. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't play. I just noticed something about the male siren. I just noticed something about the male siren. I want to go back and look at Angel, okay? I want to go back and look at Angel. He has, like, 
circuitry tattoo things on his stomach I want to go back and look at Angel doesn't she have markings like that on her like almost like circuitry markings like maybe she had been hooked up to stuff or could interface with stuff he has in their tattoos and he's got a word on his stomach but down there lower on his abs looks like some type of circuitry tattoo I would want to compare those lower ab tattoos to anything that you see on Angel from Borderlands 2 um, Fat Hotshot, come on, you know uh, it was the guns with legs that sold you? <laughs> no. So when Borderlands streams start, thinking uh, one tails, oh one to tails. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna be playing. I'm gonna be playing through the entire franchise with my wife. We just gotta sort that out, get it downloaded, make sure it's working really well. Thinking through like split screen, how do I want to do that? Um, do we each want our own monitor? I, with respect to what you guys are seeing, maybe split screen would be best. So you can see what we're both doing at the same time. Um, we'll see, we'll see, but I do want to uh, do that for you guys. Edward Stockwell, never played any of them, I know, but I'm amped for Borderlands 2, thought I'd start with one, I've answered this question so many times, yes, one pre-sequel, then Borderlands 2. Kahuna, I want to learn all I can about Borderlands story before getting into Borderlands 3, but I don't have much time to play the prior games. You think watching a lore video or something? Oh yeah, there's tons of videos, I don't know who's got good videos on the lore and the backstory. Um, see if Morning, see if Max got anything, Morning Afterkill probably has some stuff that kind of is like a catch-up video. I wouldn't be surprised if Mac does a video. I might try and do a video. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I've, I'd have to brush up on some of the names and stuff, but I'm pretty well-versed uh, in Borderlands with respect to everything that happened in the names and the stories. Uh, Madden, Madanagi. Uh, what if regarding the two uh, and the male looking like Handsome Jack, what if the male was actually a clone of Handsome Jack with experimenting and giving himself siren powers? No, no, no. I think you're going, I think you're going off the deep end here. They're twins. I don't think he's a handsome Jack clone. I think they're twins. And I think the reason that we might have a male siren is because of something that was done when maybe they were in the womb. What's crazy is we potentially have siren twins and a male siren, and I have a whole video about this from years ago. That's crazy if it's true. We'll be streaming Borderlands 3. I, is, is, is the sky blue? Um, do you think the twins could be t- Tina's parents, maybe? I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to do that. I think her parents died. I think even when people theorize that Krieg was Tina's dad, I'm pretty sure Borderlands went on, Gearbox went on record to say that her parents are dead. Uh, Her parents are dead. So, no, I don't think so. I think they don't typically tie characters together like that. They didn't do it with Krieg. They typically introduce new characters. Uh, and I think they're going to do that this time as well. They're from something else. Now, if they're tied to Handsome Jack, if they're tied to Iridium Experimentation, and that's how they got their powers, we'll see. There's a potential, there's a potential that the the Iridium infect, like, infected their mom when she was pregnant with them. That's how I came up with the idea, is a woman could be pregnant, the Iridium goes everywhere, right? When you, uh, when you are interacting with, um, when he's harvesting the moon... I think in pre-sequel, isn't there Iridium just falling all over the place? I always thought maybe a woman pregnant with twins could have gotten infected with Iridium and then when Angel dies it leaves room for another siren to be born and that le- that leads to her twins both becoming sirens and then you have a male siren. I'd have to go back and watch my video to see exactly how I outlined it but that's how I kind of thought they could do it. So I'm going to go ahead and cut the podcast there. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube, uh, very excited to cover this game with lots of content like this. If you're here live right now and you enjoyed this segment, I do this in all the 
games I play, please click the follow button on my Twitch channel. That's the heart button. If you're listening in all the other locations, come to my Twitch channel, click follow, or follow me on Twitter at Say No to Rage. As always, when you watch and listen to my content, I thank you so much. Please like, share, and subscribe.